Hey everybody and welcome to Finding Weird, a show where we explore what it is that floats our boats, tickles our fancies, and makes us wonderfully weird. My name is Eric, and today I want to talk to you about how to practice being grateful and how this can help turn a troubled mind toward a more positive light. We often get bogged down in the day-to-day stress without taking time or inventory of the things that may be going our way. To play on a line that I got from the Paw Patrol, no stress is too big and no gratefulness is too small. We'll discuss a couple of techniques that you can try in just a few minutes a day that can train your brain to find the rainbows in the rain. Let's start by discussing a few reasons why being grateful can be hard. When stress happens, our brain tends to focus on what is going wrong and not what's going right. We have to remember that this is an echo of our ancestral upbringing, as we're trying to identify the problem quickly so that we can make the correct decision in the moment and not get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or a velociraptor or a giant platypus. Please don't fact-check any of those animals Uh, because I think my existential science and timeline is probably just a riff at this point. We also, as humans, love to commiserate with one another. Think back to the last time that you were sitting down with your friends, family, or coworkers, and you were only talking about the things you were grateful for. Did that moment happen to be Thanksgiving? If so, think of another time. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we also get stuck that being grateful can be some big thing, some magnanimous display of our benevolence bestowed upon some benighted companion. Well, in reality, the more that we can fine-tune our brain into looking for the tiny little things that are great that happen, and thinking those who might have been a part of it, the better we end up feeling. So let's talk about a few simple techniques that we can use to practice that gratefulness. One of the things that we recommend a lot to our patients at the hospital is writing a gratitude letter, taking the time to handwrite, if possible, a letter to someone who may have had a positive effect on your life. Now, this doesn't have to be uh, your first grade teacher. This doesn't have to be some huge thing. It really is just taking the practice of looking at someone and thinking, how did this person help me? Dear so-and-so, thank you for opening the door for me that day. I was having a really bad day, and you just taking the time to open the door and smile to me made a big difference. You'd be surprised what people would feel getting a letter like that, even for something small. You can also write a gratitude letter to yourself. Sometimes we don't think about the stresses we've gone through lately, or we don't think about the progress that we've made because we're we're so focused on everything else around us. You know, we are constantly moving to the next thing. Am I doing this correctly? Am I doing that correctly? And we don't take that inventory and we don't take stock in what we've done over the past week or the past month or the past year or several years that we've already done to be where we are today. I happen 
to be in a pretty good place. I mean, am I happy that I'm recording in the corner of my bedroom? Eh, you know, that could probably be improved and, and probably will be improved soon, I hope. But I have to be grateful for having the ability to afford the equipment to make this podcast to thank my wife and my daughter for giving me the time and the space to experiment with this uh, way to express my creativity. You know, I, I get a chance to do something that not everybody could do. And so I, I have to be grateful for that. So I really encourage you to create a gratitude letter if you can. And it's even better if you can hand deliver it. And while you're there, if you could even practice in person, saying something that you're grateful for. Maybe it's in the moment and maybe that's a little more advanced and something as you practice being grateful, you can work on towards uh, a later date, but it gets even better when you can be thankful in the moment. Something else that I've done a lot with my wife um, and something that if we catch each other um, being in not a very grateful mood, one of the things that we'll look uh, at each other and say, what are three happy things that happened today? Or what are three things that you're grateful for today? And so sometimes we'll do that once a day. Um, sometimes we may have to do that multiple times a day, depending on how we're feeling. But this is where we can really get to those nitty gritty, tiny things. You know, sometimes for me, it's I got to get up after 8.30 this morning and got to sleep in a little bit. That's something I can be grateful for. Sometimes it's literally just I'm grateful to be alive. Um, and that's as far as I've gotten for that day because it might be a little bit harder of a day. I would encourage you to try to just be honest with yourself. Are there some small things? Are you grateful that there's a roof over your head, even if you don't own the roof? Are you grateful that you have some clothes on your back? Are you grateful that you had some food today? If not, are you grateful that you know where you can get some? If you need those sort of resources, reach out. I'd be happy to help you. The other thing that you can also do is you can make these three little things public or private. You probably have seen on Twitter or TikTok or your mom or aunt's Facebook page of people practicing doing the Grateful 365. And every single day you'll see them post three little things that they're grateful for. That's a really great practice and a great way to keep yourself honest so that you can be accountable for doing that every day. And as I mentioned before, you can do this alone or with someone else. Again, my wife and I do this when we're trying to catch each other and making sure that we stay in a pretty positive mood. And it does help. Um, if I had another microphone and could interview my wife, I, I know that she's talked to me before about how when we started doing that, it really helped her find the positive things that were happening in her day versus being focused on a lot of the negative. The last piece I would encourage you to do is kind of the flip side of the coin is to work on becoming or being someone who earns the gratitude from someone else. So are you able to do something for someone else that makes you feel good and you know helps them? If possible, make it a surprise. Are you, are you brave enough to where you can make this an act of random kindness for a stranger? And I, I work this way because my brain just goes to games, but you can totally gamify this if it's needed. Can you see how many of these acts you can do a day? And can you beat your own high score? Speaking of earning high scores, 
here are some dad jokes of the week. I am so grateful to the guys who taught me the word plethora. It means a lot. I'm also very grateful to my math teacher in elementary school because she taught me how to subtract numbers. Yeah, it really encouraged me to make a difference. And finally, do you know who is the most grateful actor? Tom Hanks. Get it? T. Hanks. Well, I thought it was funny. I want to pass on my own gratitude for you being here for episode 25 of Finding Weird. I know it's a little shorter, but you don't have to choose to spend your time with me. But you do, and I really appreciate that you're here. I'm actually recording this following the loss of my Cincinnati Bengals to the LA Rams in the Super Bowl this year. And I want to take a second to thank the team for the hard work that they've put into the season. It would be really easy for me to be someone who gets lost in the emotion of losing the big game, but I have to focus on being grateful for a great season. I hope that the city will stick beside the team and hold them up for what they've accomplished. If you know someone on the team or get a chance to thank them directly, please give them one from me as well. And also invite them to listen to the podcast, of course. Remember that you can email me at findingweirdpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at findingweird.com. And you can also leave me a tip if you got value from this episode or any prior episode at buymeacoffee.com slash findingweird. I'll be back again next week with another attempt to convince the world that weird is wonderful. I'll see you there. Thanks. Thanks.